This is the Breath of Fresh Jets podcast with Charlie Badwini. Welcome back to the Breath of Fresh Jets podcast. I'm your host, Charlie, and this is your number one stop for all things Jets content and news. This weekend, the Jets wrapped up their 2021 draft, which included Zach Wilson and Elijah Vera Tucker in the first round. That's where we left off last week, so let's kick it right back up with the second round. But before we get into that, I just want to address some people who I, I've seen some Jets fans complaining about about the draft picks that were given up to move all the way up from 23 to 14 to, to take Vera Tucker. And I just want to, for some, for some context, point out the Bears gave up two first round picks, a fourth and a fifth round pick to go from 20th overall to 11th overall. That's nine spots. The Jets gave up one first and two threes to go from 23 to 14, 11 spots, two more than the Bears did, and we didn't even give up a first round next year. So if you're complaining about this and you're the same guy who was complaining about how bad the Jets' offensive line was the past few years, you got no ground to stand on, man. It was a great trade by Douglas in the front office, and I couldn't be more excited to have AVT on the team. Speaking of guys I can't wait to have on the team, with their first pick in the second round, 34th overall, the Jets selected wide receiver Elijah Moore out of Ole Miss. Because they had no third round picks in the fourth round, the Jets selected running back Michael Carter out of UNC with the 107th overall selection. With the fourth round pick, the Jets got back in the trade from uh, the Vikings. They used that pick to trade back even more to pick up an extra fifth and sixth round pick. With their first pick in the fifth round, 146 overall, the Jets selected safety linebacker hybrid Jamie Sherwood out of Auburn. With that extra fifth round pick, the Jets selected cornerback Michael Carter II out of Duke. We got MC squared going on in New York, guys. Two Michael Carters in this draft. That was a pretty big deal. With their first pick in the sixth round, 175th overall, the Jets selected another late round cornerback in Jason Pinnock out of Pittsburgh. With their second sixth round selection, 186th overall, they selected linebacker Hamsa Nasrildeen out of FSU. I'm sorry if I'm mispronouncing that. I hope the Jets put out some sort of a uh, pronunciation sometime soon. Thanks to another trade back with the Kansas City Chiefs, the, the Jets were able to pick up two more sixth round picks, no seventh round picks. So with their 200th overall selection in the sixth round, they picked up cornerback Brandon Eccles out of Kentucky, and at 207th overall with the sixth round, defensive tackle Jonathan Marshall out of Arkansas. Now let's take a look into some of these prospects, how they got here, and how their college careers went. Elijah Moore out of Ole Miss was a great pickup for the Jets. Uh, Joe Douglas in his post draft press conference said that Moore was a top 25 player on their draft board and when he had slid all the way to 34 they had no choice but to to select him there. Now I have no source to back this up but on the Jets Instagram page when they announced the pick of Elijah Moore the graphic they posted of him had him selected at round 132 overall which means it's possible that the Jets attempted to trade up with the Tampa Bay Buccaneers to pick him before the first round ended, but maybe the deal fell through and they were, they felt more comfortable that, that they would get him at 34 with that second pick in the second round. In a COVID-shortened 2020 season, Elijah Moore had 86 catches, 1,196 yards, and 8 touchdowns. That's more than 10 catches, 100 yards, and a touchdown a game. He stands only at 5'9", 178 pounds, but as Chris Sims says, this guy's got some rockets up his butt. He ran a 4-3-5 40-yard dash at his pro day. Pretty impressive. With the addition of Elijah Moore, there, there comes some competition in the wide receiver room. The Jets still have a slot wide receiver on the roster in Jamison Crowder, but he only has one year left on his deal, and I wouldn't be shocked if the Jets try to trade him maybe at the, at the tr- trade deadline this upcoming season, try and recoup some draft capital. But Elijah Moore, definitely going to be here to stay for a while. 
little interesting tidbit here. This is the first time in New York Jets history that a quarterback was drafted in round one and a receiver was drafted right after him in round two. It just goes to show the agenda the Jets had going into this draft. They knew they were taking a quarterback at two, and they knew they had to surround him with talent going forward, or else you'd have Sam Darnold 2.0 on your hands. Speaking of surrounding your quarterback with talent, the Jets' next pick was running back Michael Carter. In 11 games in 2020, he ran it 156 times for 1,245 yards, which is good for 8 yards a carry, and scored 9 touchdowns. Carter was also a threat in the passing game, catching 25 balls for 267 yards and 2 touchdowns. Carter is a great scheme fit for the offense the Jets are trying to install here. He's got speed and he can cut up the field as fast as any back in this draft. The Jets claim that they would have selected Michael Carter with any of their third round picks had they had any, and they're very thankful he fell to the fourth round. As talented as Carter is, he joins a really crowded running back room with guys like Tevin Coleman, Ty Johnson, Josh Adams, and LaMichael P. Ryan still on the roster. Of all these talented backs, uh, P. Ryan might be the odd man out here. He's not really a scheme fit for what the Jets are trying to do. He was more, more or less drafted last year as a scheme fit in the, the Adam Gase offense, and it's possible that he could be cut going into the regular season. As, as young and talented as he is, he might not find a, find a niche in this Jets offense going forward. If you can't see the Jets blueprint at this point, they went offense, 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 and offense with their first four picks. Douglas and co. obviously doing their best to try and get Zach Wilson surrounded with as much talent as possible. In a change of pace with their last six picks, the Jets went all defense, selecting two hybrid safety linebackers, three corners, and one defensive tackle. Let's talk about our, our two new weak side linebackers first, Jamie and Sherwood and Hamsa Nasrul-Dean. Looking at the Jets' depth chart, it wouldn't make sense for them to be drafting two safeties, but if you look at these guys as linebackers, this is a, a perfect, perfect fit for what the Jets are looking for right now on defense. Right now, our only real weak side linebacker is Blake Cashman, and he has never been healthy for a full season in the NFL yet in his first few years in the league. He always misses games with injury, and he's just not reliable. Something these two have in common, although they were both late round picks, at their pro days, they put up crazy numbers and are clearly just both freak athletes. I think the thinking behind these two picks was that Douglas trusts in Sala and his coaching staff to coach these guys up and uh, convert them from safeties to linebackers. The linebackers we have starting right now, CJ Mosley obviously playing the inside, isn't exactly the best at coverage, and Gerard Davis is a converted inside linebacker playing outside now. Both not too big on coverage, but that's where, where Sherwood and Nashville Dean come in. When it comes to those late round corners we drafted, uh, Pinnock and Eccles both going to be outside corners. A little bit of competition for Bless Austin and Bryce Hall, because as of right now, those are the only two uh, outside corners we have on the roster who could start. Obviously, we have Lamar Jackson, an undrafted free agent last year, along with Javelin Goudry. He's, he's more of a slot corner, but these guys both going to have a chance to compete for those starting jobs. When it comes to Michael Carter, the cornerback, the Jets are actually very high on him. He's definitely going to have a, have a chance to compete to start at slot cornerback coming week one. He's a, apparently a very good athlete. I, I can't tell you, I, I haven't watched a lot of Duke football games uh, in my lifetime, but I'll, I'll take uh, Coach Sala's word for it. Even with the acquisition of these three uh, corners in the draft, I still would expect the Jets to sign a veteran cornerback coming into training camp. Richard Sherman is still out there. Him and Sala have that connection from their time in Seattle and San Fran. Uh, free agent Steven Nelson has been linked to the Jets. He's a former Pittsburgh Steeler. He's actually a really great corner. I'm, I'm kind of shocked he's still out on the market. There's got to be something else out there about him uh, that we don't know about. And maybe even Brian Poole could be re-signed. He's still a free agent. He's been with the Jets the past two years on one-year deals. It's possible he can make a return uh, to shore up that, that slot cornerback position, nickel.
You're listening to the Breath of Fresh Jets with Charlie Badwini. And finally, defensive tackle Jonathan Marshall out of Arkansas. Marshall is another athletically gifted player who the Jets just, you know, took a late-round flyer on. He'll probably redshirt this year. I don't see him getting a lot of playing time. It's possible he could make his way into the, the defensive line rotation in year two or year three, kind of like how uh, Foley Fatukasi and Nathan Shepard, although drafted in the later rounds by the Jets, didn't play their first few first year in the league, but as they, they got more acclimated to the game, to the professional game, they started to make their way in and make an impact on the defensive line in that rotation. That's your 2021 Jets draft class. Here are some notable undrafted free agents that, that the Jets picked up on Sunday after the draft ended. You've got Kenny Yaboy out of Ole Miss. He's a tight end. I think we all know how important tight ends are in the LaFleur offensive system. If he's got the talent, he'll stick around through training camp and make an impact this regular season, I believe. They also signed kicker Chris Nagar out of SMU. Right now, the only kickers on the Jets roster are Sam Ficken and Chase McLaughlin. This gives uh, another another level of competition to the Jets kicking room going into 2021 as abysmal as it's been the past few years. We haven't had a reliable kicker since I want to say Jason Myers that one year in 2018. And cornerback Isaiah Dunn out of Oregon State, who was actually made the highest paid undrafted free agent of all time. Does that mean he's any good? I have no idea. Does this mean he's going to be on the roster come week one? I have no idea, but maybe he'll have a chance to compete in training camp and stick around on the roster. Now, I'm not a fan of grading drafts. You know, a lot of analysts like to give teams A's and B's for the prospects they got and, and who they selected because it's impossible to tell which prospects are going to pan out and which aren't until they actually hit the field. So, I mean, as excited as I am for this upcoming Jets season, I, I think given Douglas's last class and how excited I am to see a lot of these guys in the field like Elijah Vera Tucker, Elijah Moore, Michael Carter, I believe these guys will all be impact players on day one. And one thing is certainly clear, Zach Wilson is walking into a better situation in New York than Darnold had in all three years of his Jets career. Week one of Darnold's rookie season, his starting receivers were Quincy Anunua, Jermaine Kearse, and Robbie Anderson. Two of those three guys aren't even in the league anymore. His running back, Isaiah Crowell, who is also, you guessed it, not in the league anymore. All in all, the Jets' 2021 season all hangs on the shoulders of Zach Wilson. Not in the sense that it's a it's a playoffs or bust year, but the ceiling of this team will depend on Zach Wilson's play. If he has a Justin Herbert-type rookie season like he did last year for the Chargers, this could be a, an 8- or 9-win team and could be knocking on the door for that 7th wildcard spot. If he has some rookie growing pains and, you know, has goes through those bumps and whatnot, kind of how Tua Tungle Viola of the Dolphins did last year, this is a, a, a four to five win team, which isn't bad by any means. It's 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 definitely a re- rebuilding year, and the future is bright for the Jets because as much draft draft capital as they use this year to surround Wilson with talent, they've got even more next year. They have two two first round picks once again from the Seahawks thanks to the Jamal Adams trade, a second round pick thanks to the Sam Darnold trade, an extra fourth rounder, extra fifth rounder, and three sixth round picks, which is pretty impressive. There is clearly a plan that is playing out over at One Jets Drive and the future is bright for this team. In some non-Jets draft news, last week defensive tackle Quinnen Williams broke a small bone in his foot and will be out for the next eight to 10 weeks. According to Q, he will be back in time for training camp. His uh, recovery schedule is to be finished right around when training camp starts about mid-July. So hopefully no more time missed than that and we'll have our stud defensive tackle ready for the 2021 NFL season. Other than that, that's all I got for you this week. 
Next episode, I think we're going to take a look at the Jets' entire roster, post-draft, post-free agency, and try and trim it down to the 53-man roster, see how the starters are going to look, and how it goes from there. Thanks for tuning in, and go Jets. You've been listening to The Breath of Fresh Jets with Charlie Badwin.